Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, Lindsay and I are going to review Ethan by Samantha Whiskey. It is book three in a Billionaire's Game series. Um, I think, right? Book three? It is book three, yes. So the first is Ash. Asher and then Weston was the last one. And now we've got Ethan. And presumably two more. Yeah. And I think the one, Gareth is the one I really want. And I don't think we're going to get that one to last. Bummer. I know. He's the one I really want. I really want his suit. But Crossland, I also am really interested to see like who rocks his world because he's an interesting guy. He kind of is. Yeah. Um, so we'll link the synopsis of this book on our on the shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Release date is November 29th of 2023. Uh, this tropes of this are after sports. He's the sports team owner. Um, Ethan is. He's a billionaire. Close proximity co-workers. They have a meet cute. Um, damaged hero. Sports. Slow burn. Opposites attract. It is part of the billionaire's game. These are interconnected standalones. Dual first-person point of view. I do want to put a content warning on this. Well, it pops at 58%. I do want to put a content warning on this because there was not one. No, there wasn't. And it should probably... Anytime you're dealing with abuse of any kind, emotional, physical, especially the kind of abuse the characters have gone through... um. I think it begs for a content warning. Yeah, just a lit, you know, just, you don't have to give anything away, but there will be a mention of past physical and emotional abuse. Like, that's all it needs. Um, there is some on page violence, but even that's not drastic. Yeah. It's a fist fight. Um, so, okay, well, let's talk Ethan. So, Ethan Berkeley is. He's quite a character, but not necessarily, he's just really complex. He is very complex. He has basically self-prescribed to never fall in love again. He has a lot of deep trauma from his previous relationship, and he believes himself to be unlovable, which is kind of (laughs) sad. It is kind of sad, and he... He's not, I mean, he has these great relationships and he doesn't have this trauma with past with his parents or anything like that. It is simply that um, he got dumped and cheated on by what he thought was his one true love. And I'm very, she was vicious. She was vicious. But it also spurred him to buy the team because he bought the team as revenge the person that she cheated with him on owned the team so he took it away but it wound up being a passion for him he really loves owning the baseball team and honestly who could blame him it would be a delight right well and (laughs) and he's a self-made billionaire now his dad is a successful businessman but was not an overly wealthy man 
Yeah. His mom too. They were both pretty, pretty well off, like pretty, like both of them were in careers that were pretty, not like high profile to the point of a billionaire, but to where they were very stable, good careers to where they were well off, I think. Yeah. Um, so come to find out Ethan is, well, let's talk about how they meet. Let's talk about their meet cute because that was actually, that really spurs the story. Cause I was going to be, I'm going to be honest. I was a little apprehensive with this meet cute. I liked it. So I wasn't, it was, she was a spitfire. She was, a, she's a great character. Um, uh, Alexandra is her name and she is a great character. I so here is how the meet cute happens. Ethan is at his monthly billionaire poker game with his buddies Asher, Weston, Crossland, and Gareth, and then the other guy. Um, and he is attracted to this woman across the room. Like he cannot keep his eyes off of her. And in the course of the game, uh, Crossland or Gareth, one of them bets him. $12 million to that he can't, that he can get her to fall in love with him in 30 days. And he takes the bet and he goes out and introduces himself to Alexandra. And she has been stood up. She's been stood up. It was a tender kind of date. She is a very short term girl because she doesn't feel like she has a lot of time to devote to relationship. So she is a short term lady. She's also a little bit emotionally unavailable because of her past relationship trauma. Which is why I think she keeps it short. Yeah, definitely. It's fully why she keeps it short. So her feelings can't get involved. It can't get too serious. She will not get serious. That's her big thing. She's not going to get serious about anybody. And kind of makes her the perfect person for the bet. And I think it also sets up really nicely for the complications that arise in the relationship so basically they meet they do the meet cute that is really like she's a whirlwind she's like no i'm not gonna fall in love with you like he flat out tells her about the bet (laughs) yeah he's really straightforward yeah he tells her flat out and she thinks he's joking Like, she thinks that he's absolutely joking about this bet and thinks it's just a line he gives girls, but he's not joking, obviously. (laughs) Um, So she kind of fires off at him some questions and gives him a test, a kiss test. I love the kiss test. She's like, well, let's figure out if we're even wasting our time now that you've got your, you know, she asks him three questions, doesn't know who he is, doesn't know that he owns the baseball team, and she turns out to be like a diehard fanatic love that (laughs) yes i could see that you would love that um so she's like a diehard baseball fanatic but doesn't know that he owns the team at that point in time and then they do the kiss test and with the kiss test she tells like she takes his phone number and leaves like the ball is fully in her court she doesn't give him any opening at all yeah and then one situation they have a re-meet the next morning but not on purpose. So the background is Ethan is been placed in anger management classes following a disruptive incident at an MLB game, prompting the other owners and the baseball commissioner 
to worry that he might not be fit to be an owner of the Charleston Hurricanes. Um, And so he is walking into this coffee shop where Alexandra is because she is his life coach to help him cope with his anger management issues. Yeah, and that's where the slow burn comes into play because she gives him the opportunity to find someone else as the coach and to continue pursuing a relationship, and he doesn't take it. He fully commits to pursuing the life coach path with her because she's the best, and he insists that he needs the best, even though like, he doesn't really have a lot of confidence in himself, Like, especially when it comes to this. He doesn't really believe that he's fixable, Um but he knows that he needs the best because he's not willing to take any chances around losing the team. So it sets up for the slow burn there because I don't think it would have been quite as slow of a burn if there hadn't been that element. I agree with that. And I do think that it made sense for it to be a slow burn. I was not mad about the slow burn and I really liked the glimpses we got of Alexandra's life. I like that we saw where she spends her time, what things are important to her, the things that bring her joy. She's a great friend. She is. She's so supportive and sweet. And the way she spends all of her time, she's constantly volunteering and giving back. And she works at an animal shelter where she takes care of all the animals. I just really liked her. Yeah, she's absolute girl crush material. I really liked her. My only thing with her was I felt like in the eye of professionalism, she was willing to tell everybody and anybody everything going on with Ethan. Like she gossiped with her friends about Ethan and it felt weird because, you know, she kept pushing that I'm a professional. It didn't feel like that was professional persona that felt more like I'm attracted to him and I want to talk about him yeah I can see that um but outside of that now I don't feel like we got a ton of the other billionaires in the poker games which is what I loved in Asher um in this book I wanted more glimpses of him with his friends but we focused really heavy on Alexandra and it was 30 days so I guess we wouldn't have seen a lot of poker games there just would have been the one that we, I guess we did get all the poker games in that 30 days, yeah, didn't we? Three. I think we got like three, two or three total games. Cause there was the first one and then they do the 30 days and then they extend for two weeks. Days. Yeah. Or something. And I think the way it winds up working out, we see, well, maybe it's not a poker game. They go away. What is that whole thing where they go away at the end? Is that a poker game? Yeah. At the very end is the poker game, but he, Ethan and Alex go to a charity event. He takes her as his date because part of the thing between them is she has to immerse herself in his world to help him find triggers, but also to help him figure out how to calm, how to regulate emotions, And that part was interesting because it kind of, it took her into his world, but almost in a safe way. Yeah. Um, And then there isn't a third act breakup, but there is a dark moment. And I don't want to spoil that for anyone. Um, And it kind of teeters to that final resolution of whether or not Ethan's going to get to keep the hurricanes. It does. Um, It's 
I liked the way that all played out. I thought it was realistic. I also I really think, liked go ahead. What did you really like? I liked that you saw so much of his struggles like with anger management and that she actually genuinely helped him. Like you don't always get that kind of growth journey in a character, especially not in a romance. And I really liked that take. I thought it was a very fresh take on the romance. And I honestly didn't expect it. Um, I thought it would be like less of the driving force of the book. But really, like, that is the backbone of the story. And I was not at all expecting that. It was absolutely his story, which we don't often get the male, the growth. A lot of times it's the female we see the growth and the male is just kind of plopped in and out. This was an absolute, usually we focus on the couple or the heroine. This was absolutely about Ethan's character arc. This whole story was how Ethan went from being angry and on the verge of losing everything to the HEA and how he resolves and comes to terms and realizes his shortcoming, which I did like that. I do feel like we missed some of the Samantha whiskey banter that we often get. I just wanted more banter between him and Alex. There was also the component like where they address like they it's very rare that they paint like like usually the billionaires are always like oh i'm so busy i don't have time to be lonely but like ethan is not like that he talks openly about how lonely his life is and like how he lives for the poker games and he wants companionship and he like she winds up helping him grow beyond just his anger issues because he's really dealing with a a lot of complex emotions. And I, you know, I don't, I do love the banter between characters, but I think with this particular story arc, I don't know how that would have fit. Yeah. Especially because like so much of their time spent together was supposed to be in the professional context. Um, And like, realistically the relationship part even though they were pursuing a relationship as well like they had very strong boundaries around the professional aspect of their relationship and like a lot of the time they were spending together that wasn't physical was for the purpose of the professional relationship yeah so that's a really interesting dynamic it really was i really did enjoy the book it was a quick read um and I'm super excited to see who's next. I think we're getting Crossland next. Um, and then, of course, I'm desperate for Gareth's book. Like, desperate. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she'll surprise us and his will be next. Because there were there was a lot of cookie crumbs for that. And sometimes, like with canon, they gave you cookie crumbs and they kind of dropped the story before the end. So I don't know. I'm interested to see. I'm kind of hoping it will be him because of how many cookie crumbs she left us, but, or breadcrumbs. <laughs> I'm fine with cookies too. It's Christmas time. I'm I'm good with cookies. I mean, I like them all. Bread, cookies, give them all to me. So um, yeah, I do think that if you haven't read this series, you should check it out. I will say Asher's my favorite. This is probably second. Uh, Weston is probably third just because it was so heavy in the friends to lovers 
And we I did know, not really trust him. And we know how I feel about friends to lovers, so. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it, they are, they're almost always slow burn and it's almost always like, it's something I struggle with too, because a lot of the friends to lovers component, it's like, a there's like that miscommunication aspect where they're just not being adults. Like somebody's got to be an adult. You're just deceiving the other person. Be a grown up. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I struggle with them too. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Um, Lindsay, thanks so much for hanging out with me and reading Ethan. It's so fun. Until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.